Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number 13 of Our Bumpy Road. I am your host, Meg, and this week our episode's going to look a little different because we don't have a guest. It's just me. Um, So sorry if I'm not good enough for you, but if I'm not good enough for you, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So. Um, so I'll give you guys kind of a rundown for what to expect for this episode because it's not a normal one. Um, so first I'm going to um, kind of introduce a couple changes that are coming to our bumpy road. Um, second, I'm going to introduce um, a really exciting project that I've been working on um, and that I'm going to share with you guys in the next little bit. And then finally, I'm going to give a little update on me and you guys can hear how my life is going and Um, some of my tips and tricks that I've been using in the past little bit with um, mental health and some bumps I've been going through. So we got a lot of good things in store. So thanks for stopping by. So first of all, the changes, um, they're nothing monumental. So I hope I didn't scare you guys. Um, But I've just kind of had some time to reflect that um, going into the school year, like, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but law school is a lot of work. Um, Anyway, so um, I just have a lot on my plate right now and don't think I'm going to be able to keep up with um, releasing one episode every week. Um, that being said, I'm going to, um, try my very best to have one out every two weeks. Um, but I just kind of need to set some boundaries for myself and my mental health because I got to prioritize that. Um, and I can't be a good podcast host if I'm not doing that. So that's also important. Um, but I may reassess this at some point, but right now that's just the plan until I know, um, how busy I'm going to be and stuff like that. So I just kind of wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. Now that we have the heavy stuff out of the way, um, I'm excited to share with you guys this project I've been working on. And so um, it kind of goes along with what I was just talking about because as I mentioned, law school is really, really hard and busy. Um, so I'm doing a law school special for orientation um, for the first years coming into Dalhousie Law School, which is where I go. And so what I'm going to be doing is from the 7th to the 10th of September, um, I'm going to be releasing a mini episode, so a shorter one, kind of like this one, um, every day that week. So uh, there's four days of it um, because it's a long weekend, and I'm going to enjoy that because people need a long weekend. Um, Anyway, (laughs) um, so there's going to be a different episode each day, um, and so I'm going to interview a lawyer for one of them, which I've actually already done. It's super interesting. Um, and then I have two with current students. So thank you, Rachel and Claire. And then finally, I'm going to be talking to the assistant dean um, of student services and engagement at Dalhousie Schulich School of Law, um, who is Kelly. And uh, she's going to provide us a little insight on the resources that are actually available at Dal. Um, so that one probably won't apply to everyone. Um, but I do think it's an important one because... Um, this little law school special is going to be um, promoted during orientation for the first-year students at Dow. But that being said, this does not only apply to first-year students. Um, So a lot of, I think, graduate students are going to be able to relate to it, and I think a lot of university students are going to be able to relate to it. Um, The things we're talking about are working in professional fields, the struggles that come with that. Um, We're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. We're going to be talking about managing stress. Um... And also just talking about being a student in general, like it's really challenging. Um, And I think so far what has happened with the guest is they've provided really great insight as always. So um, I think it's going to be really great. So keep an eye out for that. So synopsis of the information I just threw at you about the law school special. It is going to be taking place during September 7th to 10th, one episode a day, 
four topics, mini episodes, discussing the challenges of students. Check it out. Um, it's going to be really amazing. Okay, so it's time for the Meg update. Um, so this episode also is going to be a little shorter just because um, it's not the normal format. Um, but first of all, I just wanted to say thank you to absolutely everyone that has reached out and supported me um, throughout this journey. A big thank you to the guests because um, they take a leap of faith so much further when they come on here. Like it's one thing for people to support the podcast, but it's an, it means so much when they're willing to share their story. Um, so really thank you so much, everyone. Um, you've taught me so much and um, it's just been so great so far. But on that note, um, I kind of came to a conclusion about a week ago that um, I was basically running myself dry. This summer, I have just been go, 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 um, being back home after not being um, here for so long with COVID. I just really filled my plate and um, didn't realize how draining working full time is. Like, law school is draining, but working full time is also something different. Like, I just felt like I would finish it and I would need like two hours where no one talked to me because I just... It was so much. Um, and then also that would result in me not being as efficient at um, working on other projects in my life. And unfortunately, being the person that I am, I always have a bunch of things on the go. Um, for example, the law school special, um, which I kind of got involved with because I'm also helping plan orientation, which has also been um, something on my plate. And I just haven't been good at setting boundaries. Um, so that being said, I really hope you guys understand me changing how often I'm going to be releasing the episodes. This still is a big, um, passion project of mine and I want to keep working on it. I want more guests. Please be reaching out. Um, but I did have to just take a moment and be like, what is best for you? Um, so basically, um, I got to a point that also, um, I wasn't able to control the panic attacks I was having. I was starting to have them in public places. Um, I was just feeling really bad in general. Um, and for a long time, I just thought I couldn't say no to anything um, and that I couldn't slow my life down. It wasn't, everything was too important to slow my life down. Um, and so basically about a week ago, um, I kind of just said, I'm going to be alone and I'm calling it, well, I called it emotional rehab. My mother doesn't like that. She wants it to be called emotional reset, but I'm really just taking some time to focus on my mental health. So again, I'm just going to be talking from um, kind of my experience and what I've been doing, what I found helps me um, and why I think this is important and why I think um, mental health has a stigma, but also I think taking the time for you kind of has a stigma. Like, people will understand that you have mental health problems, but sometimes they're not as accompanying to let you take time to work on those, if that makes sense. And that's a generalization. Like, that doesn't apply to everyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I think it's important for me to share that, hey, I needed to do this, and if you need to do this, there's nothing wrong with that. So I know I kind of mentioned that I was just doing too much and kind of unable to control my panic attacks, um, and basically what made me okay was saying, okay, I need to take this time, um, was that I uh, have been seeing this uh, psychiatrist throughout the summer to kind of figure out my medication and make sure that I'm on the right things. Um, and I went and saw him and he kind of just made me look at things from a different perspective. Um, I think for a little bit, I kind of got caught up in just thinking that I could stop worrying about other parts 
other parts of working on your mental health besides the medication, because I knew I was on medication. Um, but boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> so basically, I went and saw um, this doctor that I've been seeing, and I actually really love him. Um, I want to do another sidebar. Sorry, I feel like I've had a lot of those so far. Um, but he is someone that I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but sometimes navigating the health system, it's like you don't always get the doctors that get you, you know? Um, anyway, and so I got referred to this guy. I'd been told it was going to be a really long wait time. And then he kind of just fit me in um, and has kept me on as a patient and done a really great job of looking at my mental health really holistically and taking time to educate me and work with me. Um, and it's just one of those moments where... Um, you just understand the importance of reaching out. Like, I'm so glad that I have been this summer and um, pursuing different um, ways to help myself. But maybe if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I'm maybe there, get the process started. Yes, there are bumps along it. There always are. If someone wants to do an episode on navigating health systems, I would love to do that. Another sidebar. But um, there are people, you're going to meet someone at some point that's going to change the game. I remember that person for me when I broke my leg uh, at the children's. I can still remember his name too. Um, but yeah, it's just really important to reach out if you need it. But long story short, as this doctor was working with me, um, he's just made me look at my mental health a very different way, um, has helped me make a plan. And so um, also made me realize what I was doing wasn't sustainable and there's no way that I could have gone into law school at the state I was at two weeks ago necessarily. Um, so I'm here to talk about ways aside from medication that you can help your mental health that have helped me in the past little bit. So let's get into it. So basically I'd had some really fun plans to go to my family's cabin and plans with friends and plans with lots of events and more work and all of that and moving, and flying, and driving, anyway, um, so after I met with my doctor, I just kind of realized that I needed to take some time, I needed to take a step back, and I needed to basically take a week, and focus on my mental health without any distractions, because I just wasn't at a point to be able to do that with distractions, if that makes sense, so taking time without distractions doesn't mean I was just like chilling, watching Netflix all the time, that's what my mom was worried it was gonna be, um, but I, don't think that really does anything to benefit your mental health. Um, so I actually kind of set myself a schedule and a bunch of activities that I wanted to work on within my life um, and within my mental health and kind of something I've talked with a lot of therapists about is they'll give you tools and um, it's about practicing the tools. They always tell me to practice the tools and then I always forget about it and then um, a time comes when I need the tools and if you aren't able to do utilize those when you have a steady mindset there's no way you can utilize those when your mental health is struggling um so yeah so I just took some time to kind of focus on um, new strategies giving myself a break and um I'm really happy to report that I feel like so much better I like haven't felt this good in like the past few months just because I've had too much on my plate and I haven't set boundaries so I hope that's another reason why you guys kind of get why I'm uh doing less episodes. So I'm going to get into all the other stuff in a little bit, but um, something that really, really stood out to me um, in this past week of kind of reflecting has been um, reading two books that my therapist actually recommended. Um, and they, I haven't gotten around to doing them. I've been meaning to all summer. And that was part of the goal with taking this week was to kind of educate myself further because 
um, I've kind of realized that I don't know much about mental health, considering I have a podcast on it. I just kind of know about my mental health. Um, I don't understand how it works. I've never done any psych courses or anything. Um, so these books have just been really beneficial and taught me a lot. So I'm going to talk about both of them, but first I'm going to give them both shout outs, um, so that you guys can look them up if you're interested. Um, the first one is called Feeling Good. It's by, um, David D. Burns, um, and it's the new mood therapy. So it's all about kind of changing the way you think to, um, benefit your anxiety and your depression and kind of any mood disorders. Like it sounds like any, um, this can work for a lot of different, um, mental health issues. So I'll get into that a bit more in a second, but the other one is called, and this one is amazing. I'm like mind blown by it. Um, it's called Driven to Distraction, Recognizing and Coping with Attention Deficit Disorder from Childhood through Adulthood. And it's by Edward M. Hollowell and John J. Ratty. And I might have effed up those pronunciations on any of them, but it doesn't matter because, well, actually it does. I'm sorry. You guys are probably really smart. Doc- well, you are really smart doctors that wrote those books. Um, my apologies for saying your name's wrong, maybe. Um, also, I should disclose that, no, I'm not finished the books yet. So can I provide a holistic um, understanding of them? No, but I can speak on what I've read so far. And so far it's been very good. And I want to share, I won't share everything, but I'll share some kind of tidbits that have helped me. It will be the Sparknotes version of what Megan has read so far. So the Feeling Good book is kind of interesting, as I mentioned, because I think it can just apply to so many different mental health struggles. Um, It lists a bunch of them, but I don't know any of them mostly, so I can't remember them. But so the main thing behind it is um, changing the way you think. And so as someone that hasn't had a lot of mental health education so far, even though I have struggled with it, um... I didn't know for a long time. I've always kind of thought that you can't control your thoughts. Like thoughts are things that come in your head. They're kind of what your body thinks and um, it's what happens. It's based on your brain. Um, But this book kind of breaks it down and mentions that um, our thoughts are based on how we experience an experience. So how we interpret an experience, kind of what we got out of that, that doesn't necessarily make it true. So for example, if I'm having a conversation with someone and for some reason I'm, I think their body language is a little bit different and I'm like, oh, they're mad at me. I can instantly think that and have a feeling and feel crappy about that and that affects your mood and that could very well not be the case. So it is all about kind of recognizing those negative thoughts and those unrealistic thoughts and challenging them to kind of um, change our cognitive distortions that we have that really impact our mental health. And another point on that, um, I know I kind of mentioned that um, I wanted to take a different approach to my mental health besides just medication, but that was something that was also brought up in this book. Um, I don't remember the exact stats, so you're going to have to read it if you want it. Um, But they did research with um, two different study groups where one um, got medicated and one got the book, and um, the people that got the book proceeded, like had fewer depressive thoughts all that jazz um, as a result of reading it and changing um, the way they kind of think. So um, it's not just me, I swear. Apparently it works, and so far it has, so i just hoping to keep it up. So one of the big tools that I've found using works really well for me is um, proving myself wrong and questioning my own thoughts. Um, So I've done it by writing it down because I find 
I remember everything and I learn more from things when I just write them down. Um, so I found this kind of helpful in two areas of my life. First of all, self-esteem and second of all, procrastination. Um, so write your thought or whatever, like, oh, I can't do this because, and then on the other side, be like, well, prove yourself wrong. And with regards to self-esteem saying like, oh, um, I'm stupid then being like, well, Megan, you're not stupid because you have done an undergraduate degree and you are in law school. So you obviously have a relatively high IQ. So and you function very well in every day. Um, just little things like that. Like I can get so stuck on those ideas of like, oh, I'm stupid and I'm not. Anyway, I hope others can relate. Yeah, I've just found it's really helpful to manage my thoughts when I pause and I question whether the experience is being interpreted honestly because quite often I'm going to tell you my thoughts are not honest and this book says that most of our thoughts aren't honest and reflective of the real world around us so um yeah that's the big things that I've gotten out of it um I also just got to a part where we're they're discussing um dealing with criticism and so I found that also really beneficial because I found any kind of criticism I can really beat myself up for, even if I've done good in other ways. Um, you can just get really stuck on that. Um, I'm sure others can relate, like having a boss correct some of your work and just being like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. I've done that before. Um, when realistically that isn't the case. Um, and so it's kind of taught, it's discussing different ways um, that you can stop and kind of facilitate a conversation through criticism, both in positive criticism and negative criticism, um, to kind of benef- benefit you and um, get you to have a better understanding of it. Because that's something that it mentions with criticism is our instant reaction is defense mode. Um, but taking a minute, understanding where the other party's coming from is going to make them react better and it's going to make your reaction better as well. Um, so yeah, because that's something I found with myself. I'm a very impulsive person. I jump into things. So um, if you're anything like me, I found that pausing is very helpful. Um, and then reflecting on the Driven to Distraction book. So this so far has been kind of a favorite for me, um, probably because I have ADD. Um, if you have ADD, I would recommend this book beyond words I bought it for Maddie I don't know if you remember her from episode three um got her to get it I'm getting my sister reading it because I think some of it um might kind of explain some of her mental health symptoms um reached out to a bunch of friends that have ADHD about it it's just a really really great read and part of the reason why I've liked this book so much is because um each chapter kind of concentrates on a different stage of um, a person's life living with ADHD, um, which is really interesting because ADHD is something that impacts so many different aspects of your life and not just, I think people can think that it's just a school thing, like a focusing in school thing, um, but it can impact how you perceive the world and so many other things. So um, it walks you through every different stage. So it does the childhood. First of all, it educates you. Um, and then it kind of talks about family relationships, couples relationships, Um, and that's where I'm at right now. I know there's more to come, Um, but it's just really interesting to see the different phases and what symptoms kind of come up more or less at those different phases. Um, But basically, I got sidetracked, kind of. um, Guess the mind of an ADHD person. Um, But what I really, really like about this book is um, 
something I know with ADHD is that reading is really challenging. So to sit down and read a book kind of sucks, um, especially when it's um, a book about medicine and understanding the human brain and you don't know any of that. Um, but this book is written so well. It is so easy to read. Um, both of the authors actually have ADHD themselves, which I think is very interesting. Um, and they've written the book in a way that basically they walk you along kind of a story of a certain patient um, and then kind of use that story to demonstrate a certain point. And then at the end of the story, there'll be a little blurb demonstrating their point. But it's just a really easy way to read. Um, and I love hearing about people's different stories. I'll see different things that I'm like, oh, my God, that's I do that. I didn't know that that was a symptom of ADHD. Um, so, yeah, I've just really enjoyed that so far. And then the other really interesting thing that the Driven to Distraction book um, kind of brought up for me um, was ADHD has kind of a connotation of being something that children struggle with. Um, and so adult ADHD is still being learned a lot about, but the book te- taught me a lot about it so far. Um, but it also discusses the impact on your mental health when you aren't diagnosed with ADHD as a child. Um and just how that impacts your self-esteem, um, your quality of life, your anxiety levels. Like, it's just such a medical, chemical disability um, compared to other mental health issues that sometimes can be um, fully treated with mood therapy and stuff like that. Um, also, that being said, the book talks about some people with ADHD that are able to manage their lives without medication. Um, and then they talk about some that needs extreme medication and some that don't. It's just what I really like about it is that it's such a wide range of experiences. Um, and if you have ADHD, I'm sure there is a part of it that you are going to relate to. Um, but yeah, so it talked a lot about um, how undiagnosed ADHD can just result in a lot of mental health issues and it actually provided a lot of insight to me um, to kind of be like oh I need to give myself a break because um, for a long time I didn't know I had ADHD it's something that I've only recently been diagnosed so um, kind of giving myself the praise that I deserve for having gone through um, all those different phases. I'm not sure if you guys remember but it also made me kind of think back to um, the first episode where I talked about um, dance and how I love that so much and then I broke my leg and was obviously physically couldn't move as much and lost my dance career and how that was really hard on my mental health Um, and this book has kind of made me question um, was that a release for me to manage my ADHD to manage all that extra energy I had and then when I lost that I my, the rest of my mental health just took a monumental toll. Um, but also just coming to that realization brought me back to a point of, oh my God, the other aspects of my life also need to be taken care of. And this is going to transition us really well to the next kind of area I wanted to talk about. But the importance of just going for a walk, doing some kind of exercise for your mental health. I know Chelsea was on here and I was trash talking her for running, but she's right. It, it is important. There are so many different dynamics to your mental health and um, making sure that you're taking care of all of them, that there's water in all of the pots, that none are being, um, none of those plants are being left to dry out um, and making sure that you're taking care of yourself the way you need to. So for me, this realization has included um, eating better 
cooking for myself, but also cooking healthy and um, forcing myself to eat because uh, I don't know if some of you know this, but a symptom I get with anxiety is um, a gag reflex and I'm unable to process food. Well, not process food, but consume food because um, my body's just so stuck in the fight or flight. Um, So really taking the time to be grounded um, and make sure I eat. Um, And then the other thing that has been a lifesaver has been um, meditation, which is something that I never really thought I would get into. And I also, I'm sure you guys just heard me talk about how I needed exercise and now I'm like, oh yeah, sit still. Um, But again, this is just an example of um, one of those pots. And so that's mindfulness and just being able to take a moment and be present and ground yourself and... I know that I haven't been able to do that and um, working on that tool now is beneficial for me when I get to those times where maybe I'm on the verge of a panic attack to be able to take some deep breaths, calm myself down, become present in the moment, realize that everything is okay. Um, So yeah, it's just been a bunch of little things. Um, I hope you guys have been able to follow all of this, but that has kind of been my last week is just taking some time to focus on me and um, it's honestly been really great. So overall, I know I still have a ways to go and I've still got to work these into my everyday life where I'm not um, just taking some time to kind of pause, um, which will be harder, but um, remembering that barriers are important and that your mental health is important. And I've just found that being able to ground myself before um, going into kind of a busy time in life um, has been really helpful. So if you've been thinking about it and you have an opportunity or you have an opportunity to make an opportunity to make it happen, you should do that. Um, And then also the last thing I just wanted to say on this is um, thanks to the family and friends that have kind of supported me through these last few months. Um, I'm someone that's very good at pretending that nothing's wrong with me. Um, But it has been kind of a hard time. And there's been so many people that have um, reached out to me, some through the podcast, some just important people in my life, good friends, um, good parents, good siblings. Yeah, I'm just a fortunate gal. So thank you, everyone. And I hope that you have learned something from my update on life. So we're finally at the end. Um, Few reminders, just housekeeping things. Make sure that you follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also, follow on Instagram at r.bumpy.road. Yeah, and also, if you guys want to give me a little rate, that's awesome. A little review, really appreciate it. Um, Also, if you want to share this podcast, share it around. Tell your friends and family. Mental health is important, and people's stories are important. Um, Finally, please... Please write in a story to our bumpy road email at gmail.com. Um, I also wanted to make a note. Um, actually, Kat, my last guest, had uh, tried to send in her story um, like after the third episode or something, and I didn't get it. And so she actually reached out to me, and then we figured it out um, and were able to make something work. But if you sent me an email and I didn't respond to you, I always respond. Well, like within a week for sure. Um, so if I haven't responded, send me another one. Um, also another note, please don't be scared to be a guest. I know a lot of people, um, say that to me when we start recording, but also by the end of it, they feel really good. And I just, I don't know. I do it. I do it all the time, guys. When you say you're scared to do it, I'm like, how can you be scared to do it? I talk on this shit every week. (laughs) Um, anyway, that's my other little sidebar. Thanks so much for listening along. Um, 
this podcast wouldn't be possible without you and uh, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, know your boundaries, and most importantly, keep on trucking down your bumpy road.